We are back. Welcome to part two. Part this two. is nice. Having a little break. Yeah, this is a bit fancy. I feel like we're, you know, really fancy and official now, podcasters. I feel like, like we've had an interval. Do you remember when you were younger and you had to... Nancy, you're a bit... Oh, hey, you just come back into... Age comes into this podcast every <laughs> week, time. one way or another. Can you Emily, say something you're weird. on my side of this. Did you ever have to literally run to the toilet in the interval of like a programme that you're watching then someone has said, it's back on, you have to run back and dive over the sofa. Yeah, have you always been in the pause life where you can no, pause I think when fast I forward young, adverts? No, no, I'm, I'm not that young. Right, okay. That's, <laughs> I'm, I'm alright with that one. Anyway, so let's go back off the age topic because somehow it comes in. So, we've spoken a bit about what Emily does and all about kind brand of strategy, brand which strategy. I found really useful. Thank you, Emily. I feel yeah. like a bit more, not only do I feel like I need Emily in my life. Yes, me too. Um, I now feel like I understand it a bit more and why businesses would come to you and Absolutely. what you can give to them. I have thought of my question. In fact, I've thought of two. Okay. Oh, someone stop me now. Uh, <laughs> so, my first question is, as a small business, oh, I've lost it again. Oh, Nancy. I don't know what's wrong with me today. I'll come back to it in a moment. But my other question, which is going to lead us into the next section of the podcast, is... Have you had any pinch me moments with, you know, either brands that, or businesses that you've worked with that have approached you to work with them, um, or just pinch me moments in general? Have you had any of those? Um, I've not had a brand that I know the name of approach me, yeah. but I suppose one of the um, sort of nicest moments was when I was starting up, and we'll obviously go into how that happened, but... Um, I started doing some free work for a charity that I really cared about because I've got twins, so it was Twins Trust. Aww. And I now work paid for them every Aww, month. That's nice. So that was a really nice one when it kind of went from yeah. being something to sort of helped me out with my portfolio mm-hmm. on a volunteer basis to then it took about a year, but now it's, yeah, it's like proper ongoing strategy yeah. work. Yeah, like nice. we need you. And it's something you. close to your heart. Yeah. I like that. So let's rewind to the beginning. Do you like that one? Um, yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> so tell us how you got into being self-employed, a small business owner. Okay. Give us a little bit of your background. Yeah. So I, I've had about 10 years experience now of working in comms and brand strategy. Um, started off in London working for a few um, different health charities mm-hmm. um, and then I moved up to Yorkshire to get married and settle down Aww. and be able to buy a house oh, yes. <laughs> and, uh, and I then started working for an agency. Can I ask um, a quick question? Of course. Did you go to uni or did you just get straight into a job? <laughs> I did go to uni. No, I um, uni. And it, it, it kind of, I suppose, that does form part of the story. I went to Birmingham Uni um, and I did sports science. Oh, so you didn't Nothing do. to do with what you do. No, no. no That's a common thing. I didn't it. either. I didn't <laughs> but then what I did was I you then... Did, sorry, sorry, Emily. Oh, you sorry. did sport candy. Yeah. Wow. I did a sports... Oh my God, we're going well off topic here. I did a sports degree because I just knew I didn't want to get a job yet. <laughs> and at Maybe the time, not. I played netball for England. I knew England, you were going to say netball. I played netball for England under-18s, like academy. 
So I had an un- that just na- it gave me an unconditional offer into uni. Oh my gosh! So I knew I didn't want to get a job yet. The uni life literally was screaming out at me. Yes. So I went to uni did a sports, well. sports development. I did at least. Oh my gosh, sorry, that really caught me off guard. Yeah. I'm not expecting Candice to say that. Emily, please continue. Well, anyway. we've, we've both done sports, but we've both done all right. <laughs> um, yeah, I went into sports for a different reason of... It was the psychology that interested me. It was why people... Some people were into sports and some people weren't, and how to... Because everyone knows that it's good for them to do exercise. It's good yeah. to be active. So why do some people get so invested in it and why don't others? So that's the kind of angle I did my degree in. It was all the psychology side. And then I went to King's College London to do a master's in health promotion. Oh, um, that sounds fancy. Which was, King's yeah, was yeah. Quite, um, and I got a job to fund that, which was a receptionist at a health charity. And then I ended up moving into the comms team at that charity and they then funded my dissertation for my master's so I focused it on health marketing and how to promote physical activity through social media. Wow. Emily, you are literally the most charitable person I've ever spoken to. Wow. I love that. That is so (laughs) nice. So that's how I ended up doing a sports science degree and then it ended up being marketing strategy. So it's kind of yeah, wasn't yeah, yeah. wasted, but no. also... It put, um, it put yeah, me on the path. Yeah, it put me on a very strange but fun path. Yeah, um, I love. So yeah, everything's always been very much about behaviour, understanding behaviour and understanding how to drive action, which is all marketing and brand is about and mm. um, so yeah brand brand is kind of about um how people perceive things okay. so so it's kind of all part of the same pot if that nice. makes sense mm. so you moved up to the yorkshire dales i'm painting a picture you moved up to the yorkshire dales married for a nice romantic yorkshire wedding in the peaks a few sheep were there Maybe um, it was a bit blustery and your veil blew off into the wind. Okay, <laughs> that's what I'm picturing. That's Maybe exactly my wedding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> little sheep was there as well. Wow. Yeah, I got married in Hope Valley. Oh my god! On a hill. Oh. <laughs> With well, a veil. Like <laughs> in September, so it was pretty blustery. <laughs> yeah. And obviously, you got a job. I did. Doing what you do. Yeah. Yes. Right. Fab. So... Emily's different to us in the sense of she's always done what she now does as yeah. her own business, whereas you and I were doing something completely different mm-hmm. and dived into something and was like, well, I love doing this. I'm going to have a business for it. Well, she's so brave. I have to say that. Oh, oh so thanks. brave. So it could also be a bit Big. crazy. Yeah, it's also <laughs> a little bit nuts. Yeah. You know, whereas Emily realised, actually, I'm bloody brilliant at what I do, but yet I'm lining someone else's pockets. Mm-hmm. I'm going to line my own. Is that right? Pretty much. <laughs> That's kind of. Yeah. Well, so I uh, I was working for an agency and I then got pregnant, went on maternity leave with my first child. And then halfway through my maternity leave, there was this little thing called COVID. Oh, um, that's Sorry. Sorry to <laughs> bomb your podcast with a C word there. <laughs> um, and 
uh, the role that I kind of had at the agency was kind of made redundant because it was a very strange time for everybody. Yeah. Um, so I did a bit of work after I came back from maternity leave, but I was also part furloughed. And then I got pregnant quite quickly again afterwards. Wow, and had then. a very difficult pregnancy because that oh. was the, the twins. So I was in hospital most days getting oh, Dopplers you. and scans. So I eventually just, they, they furloughed me, which was the best yeah. thing to do so that I wasn't working and then I was on maternity leave again so I felt like I had Sorry, like four so years got, out how what's the what's the age difference between your <laughs> three children uh so there is 21 months between the oldest and then the two youngest and so they at one point two. you had three children under, under the three age of two. under two yeah superwoman <laughs> superwoman <laughs> someone, get, someone give her a cake immediately <laughs> Wow. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> and actually, you did mention to me earlier, what else were you doing around the time of pregnancy? Move, moving house. Moving house as well, <laughs> on top of that. Yeah, oh, so when crazy. we found out we were pregnant, obviously we didn't know there was two in there at the time, <laughs> we thought, oh, we'll just extend the downstairs because we've got enough bedrooms, mm-hmm. um, but we need bigger kitchen, big living room. Um, we just hired the architect and we were starting that out and then had the scan to find out there was actually two in there. Karen, like, what was that like? Stop the extension, <laughs> stop the bank loan, we just need a bigger house. <laughs> what was it like being told, you're actually having twins, love? Uh, it was, yeah. I laughed hysterically yeah. for about ten minutes at the semester. <laughs> um, and it was it was about the end of May, end of March that the scan was. So I was just manically thinking, is it April Fools? Is it April Fools? <laughs> and I think I did ask her, is this April Fools? And she was like, no. But sh- whilst I'm looking to see if there's a third one, oh and that was God. the longest oh. time of my life, was uh-huh. waiting to find out if there was a third heartbeat. Um, yeah, I, it, I mean, it was quite quick anyway after the first baby. Yes. <laughs> and the world was a very crazy place at the time. So, yeah. I you it was like, yeah, why not? It was, no, I was very much like, how the hell am we going to do this? I rang up my mum from the car park crying. And so she obviously assumed it was bad news. And then when I told her what the news was, she was like, I'm just going to have to hang up and call you back later. <laughs> I was like, process this information. <laughs> Though. So yeah. obviously, I know firsthand with that comes the childcare costs. Oh, so yeah. did that play a part in your decision whether to return to work, as in to work for somebody else? A huge part because there was no financial benefit for me to go to work, mm-hmm. and I was living in um, Sheffield, and the agency I was working at was in York. Uh, so it was an hour commute, an hour commute both ways with a full day of work. It would have just it would have cost more than my salary to put yeah, them into yeah. oh, gosh, yeah. easily especially because I was still paying for the older one as well oh, at the time yeah. I still am mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah so no there was absolutely no benefit for me working it was ridiculous so it was an easy yeah. decision in a way so is that when you started then with the business yeah yeah I knew I needed to do something for myself for my mm-hmm. sanity for my career because I'd already had quite a huge chunk of time out of my yeah. career um, and I also, I had three girls and I really wanted to show to them that you can have a family Aww, and a career. You yeah, don't have yes. to just be a stay-at-home mum because you've no. had 
three kids. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so there was definitely quite a lot of motivation to just give it a go. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had been lucky in that because I'd been furloughed and there was a pandemic during my maternity leave and we'd sold a house and we'd been saving, like we'd got a financial buffer Brilliant. that kind of meant that there was nothing to lose from just giving it a go. Okay. Really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, what's, what we've said before, what's the worst that could happen? In that position that you were in there, like you say, you were lucky enough that you had a financial buffer. You know, you you couldn't have gone back to work anyway because you'd have been in a worse position anyway. So yeah, go for it. Exactly. And yeah. You were doing something that you had experience, ten years experience mm-hmm. in. You knew what you were talking about. So for you, what was the hardest thing when making that jump? Um, definitely confidence because. Um, I'd had this big four-year gap out of my career and the world was so different. It was really having the confidence to sell my services and and say, look, hire me for things because my head was telling me, why would anyone hire me? I've Mm. not done anything for four years. (laughs) I don't know anything. So I had to invest in myself I did uh, I joined the Chartered Institute of Marketers did their brand strategy course I spent a lot of time learning and then I as I say approached Twids Trust to do some work for free for them and they had very good feedback kept using me and then started paying me and my confidence came back but it was definitely the confidence of just you know putting myself out there Mm -hmm. my first website was abysmal it was so apologetic for like please have me (laughs) do you feel that was more so because you were doing it alone as self-employed or because of the gap that you'd had would you have felt more confident if you were working for another company was it more the company you lacked confidence because you were putting yourself out completely putting yourself out there yes rather than the rather than the four years. Yes, because I knew I had the knowledge somewhere in there, but it's the fact that suddenly I don't have someone else to show things to for sense checks. Yeah. Um, I couldn't afford to put the kids into childcare, so I couldn't make myself available for calls any time of the day without the twins being there. Um, So I felt like I had, people had to accommodate me yeah in a way so that that really affected my confidence yeah. as well do you think because you said that you started doing free work to get you know experience and you know to get feedback and that kind of thing do you think that's kind of like what you need to do to be able to get into doing what you do as self-employed no i definitely would say if uh, especially if you'd already just been working in an agency and you were making a quicker transition into freelancing. Yeah. Um, you don't need to do work for free. No, I, I only really did the work for free because it was for a charity that I cared about. Right, I would yeah. definitely say, if you are at a point where maybe you've not worked at an agency before, you've done some self-learning and you've thought, right, no, I want to... Or you've just done your degree and you think, I want to work for myself, mm-hmm. but you don't have that portfolio yet, there's definitely no harm in doing some bits for free to put that onto your portfolio but I would always say do it for someone that you care about and I don't mean friends because they quite often will use and abuse the free (laughs) services but um definitely think of or 
you could also do it hypothetically as well oh. so you could write a blog for a company they don't necessarily have to have paid for you, you to do it but you could say look I've written this blog in this tone of voice for this person oh. like have a have a look at that right. you know you, you can showcase your work in many ways without having to wait for someone to pay you to do it right because that's what I was thinking like how would you even start off you know because like we said earlier you can't really go up to a brand and say hey that's really crap let me do this for you some people do it really I mean wow, obviously not bold. not in that like that's way of doing way. it but yeah people people do they'll say I'm not hey too I've had sure a look I'd end up paying someone who came up to me and said you ran shit. I don't know. It I mean, that's, that's definitely not the way to phrase the email. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but if if you say like um, subject title, you ran shit. <laughs> I mean, we all get those cold oh, emails yeah. every, oh, every other day. I found you on Google, but do you need some help? Yeah. <laughs> you Google like so. <laughs> how did how? What's the best channel that you use to find your clients? Um, so I get most of my work through LinkedIn. Ooh. which I know is totally different to you guys sorry LinkedIn has been on my to-do list for six months yeah a LinkedIn page that'd be good for because you because I do tap into corporate mm. a bit and when I tap into corporate I go I love this I love this and I want to tap more into corporate and I do keep saying to myself create a LinkedIn create a LinkedIn I've, I wouldn't know how to use LinkedIn would I come to you for advice on how to use linkedin yeah because linkedin's quite a lot of it is personal branding yeah um really and like what do you put about yourself yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. i can help people with their content ideas for linkedin yeah. and then they see that'd be good not even just for small businesses if somebody's listening to this that's thinking about moving jobs i bet they could still come to you for help on like how they present themselves is that a yeah thing? yeah definitely wow. so as part of my marketing mentoring package yeah um i've done a few where it's linkedin and then i just help them with like checklists on what they need to be doing on linkedin each month or you know whenever they've got that sort of half hour slot dedicated to awareness and engagement (laughs) it's like this is what you do in that half hour wow oh see never even thought about it like that that's cool taps into all kinds of sides all kinds of sides um so i want to know For somebody that is starting up their own business in a similar field to you, what are your top three pieces of advice that you want to give to them from what you've got, what you've learned from your experiences or what you do differently? I've got a long list of things that I do differently that I'm like, don't do this. (laughs) So I would definitely say if they're first starting out, Mm -hmm. don't invest straight away in a swanky website and all that stuff work yeah. out exactly who you are and how it's working first Ooh, so what do you need like equipment wise or anything to go into this is oh, there anything you, know that you need you just need a laptop and an internet connection wow. genuinely like get get yourself set up on social media mm-hmm. find two or three platforms that you know how to use run with them all to start with see which ones are gelling which ones are bringing the right type of leads and the best type of engagement for you because everyone's going to be different and then lean into that um create a simple website but you don't need to invest loads of money in a really good website until until Mm. you know exactly what your services should be and your audiences are and what your website needs to do and say Mm -hmm. um you know there's a time and place for for that kind of investment um and i 
found it really useful as well to um, join some communities. I joined doing it for the kids and being freelance community. Mm-hmm. And Steve at being freelance community had a really good course on setting up as a freelancer. Oh, that's good. That's um, I think it was about 100 something pounds, yeah. which in the grand scheme of setting up a business wasn't too big of an no. investment. And it just covered all of the little bits like insurance and data protection that you might miss out um, mm-hmm. when you're starting fresh. Good. Yeah. And then finally get yourself a really good contract. <gasps> because when you do marketing, you need to cover yourself. As in like have somebody legally write out a contract, like a basic contract for you that you can then... Yeah, yeah. do, do yourself in. a template contract. Oh. I, I um, went to... A, small business legal consultancy and they right. they gave me a contract that's Is specific that so that to what i do nobody can come back to you and say i want you your house and this has come back and bit me so it's your fault oh i mean there's loads of things that your contract protects you for it's boundaries as well it's mm. um, gdpr is that a thing yeah exactly oh. it's all about looking after your data yeah yeah gdpr is definitely a thing it's quite an important thing in marketing um it's also about cancellation periods you know if you've if you've booked me in for a job and you've um paid a deposit how how much time do you then need to give me to cancel to get your deposit back or you know all of those type of things to just protect yourself yes really it is it's mostly just protecting yourself yeah and, and also in my opinion it makes you look a lot more professional yeah like my yeah um, so um when you said about all you really need is you know wi-fi and a computer could you do your job anywhere in the world because i know that's a really you know that's word? like in oh, interesting you know, something that people want to get into. Yeah. They want to be able to work anywhere in the world. So because travel and freedom is a big thing, I especially think, for in like the youthful. So you know, if group. someone literally, like you say, Wi-Fi connection, computer, could you go off to Dubai? Could you go off wherever and still do your job? Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Yeah. So you listeners. Yeah, so I, I think there's a, there's a no more. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think there's even a term for it. It's digital nomads. It's it's oh. people who yeah, just they just take oh, their laptop, take the right. laptop, and just yeah, can operate their business from a camper van traveling the world. Wow. There's, there's oh, loads of nice like stories about it. Like, yeah. you know, like your hippie dream. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, brilliant. Um, so time management, unfortunately, let's have a little weep, is the oh. podcast that last week couldn't go out that me and Nancy spent a lot of time on anyway. It was such a good we one. We loved it. We did. We will redo it again another day. But yeah. how do you manage your time effectively with three young children self-employed? Like, I assume you operate from home. You don't have an office yeah. elsewhere so yeah. how do you manage your time effectively um right so the twins now go to nursery two days a week the short days school hours days mm-hmm. figured might as well get used to that joke of a day yeah. <laughs> before school um and then my parents bless them they they also help out with informal childcare for the twins one day a week Aww. so i work three days yeah i am very good at time blocking um, and I journal every morning. So every morning I get up, I look at what's in the diary and I time block my day and I put it into a journal and I work out what is achievable that day. I've also got a big wall chart on my wall that's got 
um it's like it's great it's laminated so i can just like book jobs in and be able to it's so satisfying as well apart from if something gets cancelled then i'm having to rub it out and it's like you can just hear the sad playing music (laughs) in the background um but yeah so it's definitely just about planning and making sure that everything is realistically planned in um because it's too tempting to say yes to everything oh yeah so when we redo our time management podcast me and nancy are very much that person that's like yes we'll do this yes we'll do that and not blocking out enough time so that's that's a away from emily's yeah it's a massive fault of mine yeah time (laughs) blocking now i feel like i've learned so much from you emily i feel like this has been such a good podcast to not only like learn more about what you do and you know how interesting that is but also like how you could help me and like i'm now thinking about all the different ways that i could really do with your help oh and also i think it's been really nice to hear from somebody else who's taken that leap yes self-employed life Um, would you say it's been a smooth sailing journey or would you say for example i know you have listened to our previous pods and you know i mean nancy been like oh my god some days are absolutely like wild you know you just keep going you just do what needs to be done because at the end of the day it's your business it's your bread and butter or would you say actually because you've gone from the same industry into it would you say it's been a smooth sailing journey or do you feel our pain i feel your pain i think i think everybody is really starting to see the impact of the economy at the moment mm-hmm. and also just there are really strange seasonal ebbs and flows in where companies just are pulling strings on budgets and you know like summer has been absolutely dead um, but i think it's been for a lot of copywriters marketers that type of business summer's been really quiet as well and that's the only thing that's kind of kept me going the last couple of months is knowing that i'm not being alone alone in that it's definitely like people say it's feast and famine and it really is it's like you're burnt out one minute and then you're panicking that you've not got anything booked in the next do you ever think why not do i do this should i keep doing it or are you thinking no i'm I'm right where i need to be this is for me definitely the second one i can't see me going back into employment again Definitely oh, not. Brilliant. Oh, it's been well. It's been to you. Lovely to speak to you. Thanks so, for having me. Talking of a feast. Talking of a feast, we've got the fun little challenge for you, Emily. <laughs> yeah. So, I have got three bakes that I want you. You've got to close your eyes. Okay. I want you to try and guess by tasting them. Um, what flavour bakes? By the way, oh my gosh, this literally sounds like the dream. Like, <laughs> you, you're being forced to taste Nancy's bakes. Uh, I mean, that's just. Now, for legal purposes, do you have any allergy or dietary requirements? No, I don't. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, Brill. So, mm-hmm. whip the cloth off and to close your eyes. I'm going to whip this eyes. off. And this is when I'm going to batter the microphone with the cake. Don't worry, I'm going to ease these in for you. So, here's the hand. <laughs> Oh, don't put it in your hand. Yeah. Okay. So this is bake number one. You've got to tell me what product it is and what flavour it is. It smells lovely. Oh. 
She's bitten. Oh, she's in. She's in. For our listeners, she's just got a right mouthful. A right mouthful. Oh, now she's laughing. Now she's spit no. out the bake. Oh, God. I'm trying to gauge her facial expression. Is she enjoying it? I don't know if she is. I'm not sure. I am enjoying it, but I'm really confused. What flavour could it oh. be? What did you hear? Did you taste anything in there? Fruity? Fruity. Fruity. Yes, is yes. it like a bit of a raspberry blondie? Oh. That was actually really close. It's a lemon and blueberry blondie. This is lemon. That's oh, the flavour that I'm so confused by. Take this well out of done. your hand. Thank, Thank you so much. You can eat the rest of that in a mouth. Good. And for the bake, number two. This is awesome. <laughs> Are you having fun? So much this fun. This is why everybody needs to be again. This is why you go self-employed. Yeah. <laughs> so she's going in. She's going in for bite number two. Now, I feel like you could be munching some time on this one. It's a bit of a clacker. Oh, she's giving it away. Oh. oh, this plate of goodies looks delish. I'm not going to lie. Oh, oh, I feel... Oh, that, oh. Was, that was a strong <laughs> swallow. Uh, <laughs> Emily hates I'm not, I'm not sure whether she just jumped on that bit. <laughs> You're okay, do you need a glass hey, of water? Okay? She's still with us. Are Too okay? busy laughing and oh. trying to chew it so Oh, God, at least there's noise. She's okay. She's not actually chewing. <laughs> that was a strong one. It is. I've never had duration whilst I eat before. <laughs> <laughs> with my eyes closed, it's very strange. Um, is that like a chocolate flapjack? Oh, my gosh, yes. Oh. It's a white chocolate salted caramel flapjack. Oh, Ooh, that's the little bit. The, the salted background. caramel bit. No, so that's, that's mine is half a point. Oh, that's white so chocolate. yummy. Right, I, give, give me back. Quite frankly, I don't really back. care about points. I'm happily winning right now. Winning at life. Last one. Last one. This is a classic Cakes by Nancy Bake. Oh, that was a big oh, <laughs> She's not holding back on these bites. I'm telling you, she's getting it while she can. I'm confident that she's going to enjoy me. <laughs> she's heard all that cake right now, so she's like taking it while I can. Yeah. Oh. Mm. Oh. oh, we're confused. You're going to have to go in for bite number two on this one. Oh, oh look, she's yeah. squishing it. <laughs> she's feeling that one. She's she didn't give the others a feel. No, I think this she's is the hardest one, oh, actually. Up, yeah. Oh, she's going in again. Going in for number two. She clearly knows what it is. She just wants more bite. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully that means it's nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, noise. <laughs> is it like a Nutella brownie? Oh, very wrong, very wrong. Very wrong. Very wrong. So that very one wrong. is the milk chocolate cookie bar. Oh. It did have a flake on there as well, but I think I knocked that off. But oh, yeah, my word, that is amazing. And with those, you can actually ping them in the microwave. She's eating it all. Let's, while she can talk, <laughs> let's wrap this up. What was your fave? Mm-hmm. <laughs> all of them. She's going to be like, can I go again so I can decide? What was your favourite? I don't know. I do like flapjack. Oh. I mean, they are three very different. They are very they? different. I mean, I'd happily eat all of them. But don't worry, I've patched them up for your journey home. So, oh, thank there we you. go. You're welcome. <laughs> well, it's been a pleasure. An absolute pleasure. Genuinely, thank you so, so much. We're so grateful, aren't we? We've actually got a guest. We've got a guest who... come on and talk to us. Have you enjoyed it? Yeah. Oh, so much. God. I've never done a podcast before as well, so thanks so much, guys. Oh, she's a natural. God. An absolute natural. So you're a natural, so when you set up your own podcast, can we be a guest? Yeah. Because uh, yeah, you are you, you made for this. <laughs> oh, you thank made you. For that, <laughs> 
And I hope you guys have really enjoyed it as well. Learned yes. lots about brand strategy. Yeah. Absolutely. That's the one. Brilliant. <laughs> and we'll be back next week. We'll be back next week. Same time next week. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.